Welcome to another edition of Shed Chats. I'm Peter White and today our guest is Rod Bristow, the CEO of Climb Asset Management. Rod, welcome to the Shed. Maybe can we start by just giving an overview of the Climb Asset Management offering? I mean, it's a name that's been around a long time. It has. Thanks, Peter. Great to be here. Uh, we started way back in 1996 and uh, listed in 2001 and have a good long heritage in working with clients. And really what Climb does is uh, we're all about tailored private wealth and investment management solutions for sophisticated investors. So we work with clients, uh, usually SMSF investor clients, uh, who are looking for private wealth solutions to uh, to help them grow their SMSF and deliver on what they need in terms of risk and reward for their investments. And some of the investment solutions that we may recommend could be climb solutions. Some of them are solutions that we work with a range of partners, best of breed partners from right across the industry. Okay, sophisticated investors, they don't have to have uh, uh, half a million in assets if they have a letter from their accountant. That's, that's another alternative. That's is, that, is that still the case? Yeah, that's still the case, yeah. So uh, the way that it works is that uh, you're, you're exactly right, either an investable amount of half a million dollars or an accountant's certificate saying that uh, the individual has been earning quarter million dollars a year for each of the last two years. Fine. And what are the biggest issues facing investors, this type of investor, from your point of view at the moment? I think uh, there's probably, I'd probably group them into two buckets. And I, I think the first bucket is uh, the regulatory bucket. And of course, we're talking there about the Royal Commission. And there was lots of discussion coming out of the Royal Commission about the need for change. And we saw the big institutions in particular uh, copying a bit of a hammering, and in some cases, quite rightly so, around the way that they've treated clients over a long period of time. And so, you know, I think what we observe from where we sit in the market, being a smaller player who is very much a boutique, uh, we can work with clients directly. We're on the client side, if you like. And so I think the big issue there is around trust. Clients are looking for partners who they can work with, who they can trust. And, you know, what does that mean in practice? You know, our values are integrity, transparency and conviction. And it's all very well to have them up on the wall, but that has to come to life. And, you know, in our business, those values come to life every day. You know, each of our team uh, is rewarded on the back of what they do for clients and on the back of operating a compliant business. And that's absolutely critical. So I think trust is really the first issue that we need. The industry, I think, not just our business, but the entire industry needs to get right. I think the, the second issue that, that we really see is, is around certainty. And, you know, the election's been called today uh, and that will be on the 18th of May. And, you know, I think investors, particularly SMSF investors, are clamouring for certainty. We've seen one side of politics uh, make some statements around policies to do with changing franking credits. We've seen the other side say they're not going to do that. I think whatever happens in terms of whoever wins the election, we just need and to... And the third wheel could be a, a Senate, most likely, that may not pass anything anyhow, that's whatever exactly happens. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and that's certainly our view. The upper house is going to be a real, uh, real battleground post the election. So uh, I think for investors... They have to be working with a partner they can trust and they have to have certainty. They're the, they're the two critical things. And just you mentioned the Royal Commission. Were you surprised or shocked by some of the uh, the findings and, and uh, expose during the hearings or was, was it not surprising? Do you know, unfortunately, I have to say I wasn't surprised. I've been working in the industry for a, uh, for a fairly long period of time and the stories, while shocking, have been around for some time. And I think ultimately that was the impetus that meant the Royal Commission had to happen. Uh, as we saw from uh, the Liberal side of politics, there was a lot of resistance to the Royal Commission coming into play. But I think 
if there's a positive to come out of it, it's that those stories came out into the open and that was a catalyst for the industry to change. And I think that's positive. If, if the industry is changing and the consumer is going to be right at the centre of helping manage money and helping deliver good outcomes for people, I think that's a positive change. Now you mentioned SMSFs. What's your position on SMSFs? Many people talk them up and a few people talk them down. What's the climb view, if there is one? We think SMSFs are a great structure for the right type of investor. Our analysis and supported by you know some of the material that's coming out from a range of economic forecasters is that the superannuation is obviously going to continue to grow, which is terrific. SMSF as a, as a proportion of the total superannuation pie will also continue to grow. But one thing we see in our private wealth advisory business is sometimes we see people who come to us for advice who might be in an SMSF and, and it's just not suited for them. We had one recently, for example, where an elderly lady in her 90s was put into an SMSF structure with a growth portfolio and a very high annual fee. But recently? Attached. Very recently. Was recently put into the, in the 90s, put uh, into the... Put, put into the fund less than three years That's ago. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not great. And so we, we are working with her as our client and her family to unwind that structure because it's clearly not suitable for her. So... You know, we think that uh, SMSF are, are a fantastic vehicle and we're very supportive of, of that continuing to be used as an investment structure, but it's got to be done for the right reasons with the right type of investor. Any particular tips or, or, or guidelines for people with an SMSF or considering one, what, what you know, do's and don'ts? Yeah, I think the main thing is make sure that when you're making your investments, you're looking across multiple asset classes. I think if you're too heavily biased towards one or another asset class, uh, you run the risk of concentration, which is you might have a good year, but uh, the volatility that you'll experience is going to be problematic. So if you have your investment structured across Australian international shares, fixed income, property, and potentially some alternatives, provided your uh, trustee structure allows you to do that, that uh, I guess that diversified portfolio is going to give you good, solid returns in the long term. That would be our primary advice. I'm anticipating that you see an overweight to Aussie equities the yeah. four banks and a couple of shares, Telstra, Rio, You've BHP. You've the right on the head. Uh, yeah. that's, that's what a typical investor looks like who comes to us with their Aussie equities portfolio. So we will, There's emotional attachment to those shares though, yeah, isn't there? there is. How do you deal with that? The conversation is then around what are you trying to achieve through your SMSF? And some people might want to stay with that investment mix and that's fine too if that's what the investor chooses. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, we think that there's better returns to be had that are less volatile and will deliver a better outcome through a balanced portfolio over a longer period of time, you know, in all, all other things being equal. And uh, I think that that's really where we would focus our conversations and try and work with people to get to the heart of what's your, what are you trying to achieve through your SMSF and how do we structure your investments to help you get there? Well, as well as being an investment advisor, you're also an investment manager. You have a couple of LICs, listed investment companies, and you also have four or five funds uh, from moderately aggressive to moderately cautious, yep. to use a better term. If I come to you as a, an investor, am I always going to be tipped into one of your funds or, or not? Because that's a criticism of some advisors, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And, and that whole question of vertical integration is one where, uh, you know, that we thought long and hard about before we launched uh, our private wealth advisory business late last year. And Climb as a business has always been an asset manager. We, that part of our business has been with us since you know way back in '96, and so that's our heritage. And when we launched Private Wealth Advice to deal with that issue directly, we asked ourselves the question: How are we going to construct client portfolios, and are we going to just use our products in those portfolios? And 
The answer is that we can't do that. I mean, we're, we're very good, we believe, at Australian equities and fixed income, but we're not very good across all asset classes. And so if clients come to us and want an investment portfolio that's diversified across a whole range of asset classes, we'll work with, uh, with other managers to make sure that we can construct a portfolio that's going to meet their goals. And always that will include other managers that aren't client. Rod, thanks for your time today. Thank you.